Today on Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel, we are breaking down Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. If you haven't seen the movie yet, stop listening now and check this pod out after you've watched the movie. We're about to do a deep dive into all the spoilers for this film. This is your longer than normal spoiler alert. Welcome to our Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness podcast. I'm Zach Pearlstein, the Sorcerer Supreme or Editor-in-Chief of the Boardwalk Times. I'm Giovanni Delgadillo, a columnist at the Boardwalk Times. And I'm Iris Nyholt. I am also a columnist for the Boardwalk Times. First off, are you too happy? Oh, yes. I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, I'm decently happy, yeah. I would say so. <laughs> because I are you, think Are you happy, Zach? You know, I am happy. I think those three words kind of summed up this film. The more I think about it was like that might have been like the core like message of this film was like was Doctor Strange happy? Was, you know, Wanda happy? Uh was Wong happy? And I think that's really the core message of this film was are you happy and we're going to have to get into it because it was complete madness. So if, could you describe multiverse of madness in just one word? And if you can, what is that word? Chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Think it would have to be chaos for me. Unfinished. Ooh, okay. See, I like both of those because chaos definitely was a chaotic film from start to finish. And then unfinished, I think a lot of people would agree with that because it really does feel unfinished in the end. Yeah, I, I would say like it, it it left a lot open for a, especially because of the ending and end credits for like a part two almost. It felt like this was like a setup for even more. And this was more of like a character piece if you think about it. Like what you were saying about the theme, are you happy? That was like the journey that, all these characters go on, especially Strange and Wanda. That's very well put. I agree. <laughs> this film is actually surprisingly divisive. After I saw it, it seems like there's going to be a lot of different opinions on Multiverse of Madness. And I think for a Marvel film, that is kind of rare, actually, because usually with Marvel films, there is either one side that like hate everything Marvel puts out and then there's one side where they usually tend to like everything that Marvel puts out and then there's like a small middle where they can go both ways but this film I've noticed there's some people who like love Marvel are hardcore fans but they didn't vibe with this but then I also see some general audience fans who did vibe with it because it was like more of a horror film in a way so what worked for you in this film specifically like what made you like this film or potentially dislike this film we should start with the positives, as in, like, what did we like? Which, for me, was the whole vibe that it was different than other Marvel movies. Like, it just felt different. It was more dark and a little gritty. I liked that. I liked the horror aspects. You can't really call this a horror movie, in my opinion. <laughs> I've seen my fair share of horror movies, and it had some aspects, but it's not a full-on horror movie. I really like that they did add in some horror aspects, like the jump scares and, like, the violent deaths that you didn't really see, but you knew, you knew that they were happening. Um, yes, yeah, so that really worked for me most, the horror aspects. But I'm going to have to agree. For me, it was Sam Raimi. Like, ever since he signed on to the project, I was like, I really hope they unleash the Raimi. And they did, which is interesting, because I'm seeing some people, like Zach is saying, that are divided on that, because they think it, 
feels too much like a traditional Marvel film. I'm like, well, if that was true, wouldn't it be not as divisive? So that's why I'm like, I actually prefer it that way. I think it's better to go weirder and like more out there. And I really appreciated that. And Sam Raimi's direction is a part of that. So I really enjoyed the creepy stuff. Like, like uh, Iris is saying though, it wasn't like a horror movie. I wasn't necessarily like, eh, this isn't like really that scary. Like, I'm not going to lie. I thought some of his work in uh, the Spider-Man movies was a bit freakier like like the hospital scene in in uh, spider-man 2 but this was still like they went for it and they did a good job i mean it literally has the the laughing ghouls like the demons near the end and they're grabbing the camera and you see it from the character's perspective that is such a Raimi thing i was like oh yeah oh and reaction shots from random civilians so yeah no oh, i agree I like the violence sorry I... <laughs> I, I thought um Sam Raimi uh did a terrific job with the direction. And I, I do still think this is like the MCU's like first true like foray into horror. I know it wasn't like a horror film per se, but I do think I don't think anything before this was this utilized any of the horror elements really. No, so, I, I agree with you. That's very true. <laughs> I I think, you know, in the end I think what I liked the most about it was the Sam Raimi factor was that it was colorful and that they really utilized uh the visuals of Doctor Strange and the weirdness of Doctor Strange in a great way and I hope we get more uh MCU films that do that where we see very different type of story beats or type of direction in different all all different visuals going forward in the MCU and it looks like we will. I don't know if you guys saw this movie in IMAX, but I did. And they played the Thor Love and Thunder trailer before. And it looked way more out there. And especially like with the color palette and the composition than some other Marvel films have in the past. Which is very I was exciting. so hoping that they would play Love and Thunder's trailer when I was there. But they didn't. And that made me so sad because I was like wow. waiting for it, waiting for it. No, it's not happening. <laughs> Did you at least get Avatar or no? No, we didn't even get Avatar. We got two like freaking the, Amazon movies as trailers. I was bizarre. like, huh? I know, Avatar I was so upset. Avatar was supposed to be the thing ahead of Doctor Strange. And I think to me, that was the most hilarious My brother thing. got it. He went to a different um, cinema uh, chain. So he got Avatar. He didn't get Thor, I don't think, but he got Avatar. And I was like, well, where is it? So it wasn't there. Very sad. So I got it in IMAX. So it was like double cool. It was so freaking awesome. But that's for another time. <laughs> Multiverse of Pandora coming soon from Boardwalk Times. We'll do that in December, maybe. I, I don't Pandora's know. box? <laughs> Pandora's box, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Sorry. No, you're good. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> But our podcast tends to be more positive because we always love talking about the positives in our favorite projects. But with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, were there things that you disliked? Yes. <laughs> I agree. There's some yes. that I disliked, but what were some of yours, Iris? I know we're going to dive into it a little later, but I absolutely, and I was, I was so gutted because I was so excited for this, but I hated the way they portrayed America. 
I just, I really didn't like it. That's, yeah, that's I know. Different. I thought you were going to say Wanda because no. I feel like that, I feel like that's been the big thing on the internet. It's like, oh, no. they screwed Wanda. So when you just said America I there, I was like, whoa. I hated the way they portrayed America. And I'll dive into it a little bit deeper when we actually touch on her, but just had to get that out there. Wasn't a, wasn't a big fan. Ooh, okay. I no, I liked the way they did Wanda. Like it made sense. And I, we're also going to cool. touch on that later. So I'll, I, I'll save my opinions for a little later, but yeah, so that, that's, that was my one biggest pet peeve. I was like, America's characterization, if you can even call it that. Ooh, so, hot like take. <laughs> hot take wow. already. Gio, what about you? What did you dislike? Um, that's the thing. I can't really say there was anything that like rubbed me the wrong way. I just felt like, and and you already mentioned this a little bit. It wasn't as ambitious as like people expected. And for me, it wasn't necessarily the cameos. It was more that the adventure itself was not too crazy. Like they do visit other universes and they do get into like some trouble, but it doesn't feel as over the top as you would expect. And I think that's why to me, it felt more like an like a middle chapter of like a TV show than a full-fledged like epic sequel and i think a lot of it has to do with covid that that was my guess because it doesn't feel like they were able to get as much into the movie as they probably wanted and some people complain that the, the movie was too short before it came out but when you watch it the, the cut flies by it doesn't feel like there's anything yeah uh, necessarily poorly cut at all like there's no it doesn't feel like a movie that was reshot i guess is what i'm trying to say like it doesn't, you can't tell that there was studio drama unless you read about it. And that's what was unless, unless you know, mm -hmm. like if you knew about it, then you know, but going into it, like after watching, I was like, I couldn't really tell what they changed. Like I yeah. know some rumors uh, before the movie came out, this is like years ago now, probably over a year ago. I don't know that um, the story has been pretty much the same since it was first leaked or whatever. But they removed some scenes um, because they were too controversial. And I think one of them was Wanda killing Mordo at the beginning of the movie in the mainline universe. And they changed that. And in the final cut, the only mention of our universe's Mordo is Strange going, oh, he's been trying to kill me this whole time. We just haven't seen it. And I'm just like, oh, so he's not okay. So he's just around, I guess. They probably felt like they wasted him too early. So I don't know. It's like, it just feels to me like there there was more to be done. And it feels like with a potential sequel, they can rectify that. But it is kind of weird because I still like the movie and it's not bad at all. It's just kind of like underwhelming in a weird way where it's like. Totally agree. Yeah. That's how I felt too. Like underwhelming because I was fully yeah. going in like, oh, I'm so hyped. I'm so excited for this movie. The trailers mm -hmm. look bomb. And then I was just sitting there and I was like, oh. I mean, it's good. Like, it's a good movie. Uh -huh. But mm -hmm. I was like, this. I was expecting more, I guess. But yeah, I like more madness. Yes. Although I will say I did prefer it to the first one. I know some people are saying it's worse. Which I'm like, really? I think this one is more creative. Like, and not not. Yeah, I agree. The first one's bad. I just think the second one is so much wackier. And and for me, Doctor Strange's appeal is magic, and glowing orange sparkles gets old after a while. So seeing him do like actual magic in this movie, same with all the other characters was like, in fact, all the powers in this movie, which we'll get into later, were portrayed so well. I was really happy about that. I'm like, I love it when 
superhero media does superhero stuff. Kind of a crazy concept. I think my biggest dislike, so you two brought up two good points there about, you know, Gio, you, it seemed like you were fine with everything for the most part, it, besides there was like some things, and then Iris brought up a, you know, a point we're actually going to be talking about very soon. But the biggest thing I actually disliked about it, and I think it goes back to what you both were saying with underwhelming, was that when you title something Multiverse of Madness, and we only go to like three universes and you don't really see that many variants. And the only change of, you know, change of pace is like, okay, we're in an advanced version of New York and you go on red now. To me, that wasn't really, eh, just didn't do it for me because I expect it. You know, that scene in Multiverse of Madness where Strange and America, they're like flying through, all breaking through all these different universes. If we could have just like stopped like and took a breath and seen some of these would have been really cool because I mean I wish I would have been able to pause and like really analyze each one of them because there was like an animation one there was one with dinosaurs there was the weird paint one I just don't think they embraced uh the wackiness of the multiverse enough for me and I almost feel like and I don't know if this is a hot take or not I feel like if they would have titled this film like Doctor Strange in the Rise of the Darkhold, expectations would have been leveled and then everyone would have been like, wow, this film was amazing because there wasn't that expectation of, oh, we get multiverse cameos. Like, could you imagine if there was no Professor X tease in the trailer, no Captain Carter tease, and this film was like titled like Doctor Strange, The Trial of the Scarlet Witch or something, and then all this happened? I think people would have went and walked away. But when you title something Multiverse of Madness, you know, I think it's just you expect human a madness in yeah. the multiverse. <laughs> yeah, you expect Deadpool. Yeah. You expect absolutely. People. And all I these mean, these like these universes that we saw, they the ones that we spent the most time in, they were all very similar. So it kind of didn't feel like you were in a different universe, except for the one where, like, you know, everything was inverted on itself because I uh, forget the word for it happened. Incursion. Like, there was an, an incursion. incursion. Thank you. Yes, that happened. But you're right, that would just look straight out of what if, though. I mean, like, we already, I wanted to see something, like, truly wacky, even though we'll get to it later. Earth 838 is crazy, but for different reasons. You know, for the people, and there's a crazy what if they kind of do during this film that made me go, like, holy crap, can't believe they did that. But another point I wanted to touch on earlier, Giovanni, you briefly, like, mentioned it, of how this film went through reshoots and all this stuff and there was like contra there was potential controversy behind the scenes even though i don't think anyone admitted if there was or not i do remember when the original director of dr strange scott derrickson when he was signed on for this the biggest rumor was that they wanted to do a more horror like film and then it didn't happen like that they marvel wanted to do more of a multiverse film but in the end here even though it wasn't a true horror film by any means it felt like this did lean more horror than multiverse in my opinion i agree so, yeah 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 absolutely and i think the issue with the reshoots has more to do with ironically wanda than anything else from my understanding because she does do like bad things in the movie but it's not like as destructive as it probably would have been. And Benedict Cumberbatch has mentioned that a lot of the reason Doctor Strange has an arc in this movie is because of him. And it feels like that's another reason why they reshot stuff is because it's called Doctor Strange. 
but it started to feel like more than just him. Because in the final cut, I do think they did a good job separating Wanda and Doctor Strange and still making it a strange movie. Because the whole adventure is him and Chavez trying to stop her the whole time. So I was like, oh, yeah, no, this is definitely still a Doctor Strange movie. Like, even though Wanda has an arc and she's a main character in the other movies, she's definitely treated like more of a villain in this one. Especially since we don't see her her side of things the entire movie. We do at some points, but for the most part, it's from Strange's perspective or like Wong. So I thought that was really interesting. But fairly quickly, I don't know. Did you both see that Sam Raimi admitted he didn't actually watch all of WandaVision? I did see that, yes. Yeah. I was like, yeah. holy cow. How? I don't know why he would say that, you know, just because exactly. like that just lets you open to criticism. You know, I hope Michael Waldron mm-hmm. doesn't come out and say, hey, I didn't watch it, you know, because that would be like even crazier because he wrote this. That would be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, that's the thing is you can't really do, if they had done a separate Scarlet Witch movie, then that would have been probably way more detailed and Vision would have shown up for sure. Whereas because this is a Doctor Strange movie, that is, the WandaVision stuff is kind of like not as important. So that's why I think it's fine. And, and the problem with what Raimi said is that he said they made him watch like specific plot points that are important, but they didn't make him watch the whole show. So it's like, well, yeah, duh. Like that would make sense because you can't just direct this movie and not know what's going on the whole time. True. But, For WandaVision, but, you kind of need the feel of the whole show, not just like true. key plot points. That's how I feel at least. It would have been six hours. True. You know, six hours, he sits down, fires it up, watches it in a day. I get he's a busy man though, but that's just my my take. And a lot of people said, oh yeah, you you had to watch WandaVision before you watch this film. And in my opinion, after watching this film, I disagree. I don't think you needed to watch WandaVision before watching this film, because in the end, if you didn't watch WandaVision, you would still understand Billy and Tommy are just Wanda's kids. I think if you watch WandaVision, there's this greater appreciation of what's going on, but I don't think you really need it, you know, to watch WandaVision to just understand this film a hundred percent, you know? And I think that's what uh, Marvel was going for too because they don't want people to have to watch everything i think that's also why they didn't and like ended up not including the what ifs uh supreme strange which i thought they would but then they didn't so (laughs) i think that's a smart call because i think you do have to make stuff easily available for like casual fans to get into and i think they Mm -hmm. made this in my opinion at least a very easy film to get into even if you haven't seen some of them before you would probably have some questions and stuff but at least it's a visual spectacle and Mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to follow but you know if you've watched everything that's come before of course you have a greater appreciation but i think it's funny this is the rare case where all us nerds who did our homework and stuff i feel like there's some nerds who are like wow i wish it would have connected more or i wish there would have been more multiverse hijinks a part of me actually agrees because i think you know they set up some rules in loki they set up some rules in no way home and i feel like they kind of glossed over them a bit because isn't wanda technically a nexus being or something and i don't think that was addressed there was just like minor nitpick stuff but you know it's interesting 
to see how Marvel continues going forward because right now I don't feel like they have as much of a concrete plan. And I do blame that on COVID actually. I think COVID screwed up the release order and I think COVID has screwed up just everything in our world, but specifically for Marvel studios, I think their normal connectivity has been screwed up because they just haven't been able to do it. Absolutely. You're right. Because we all know that no way home was supposed to come out after this movie. And that would have made a little bit more sense, but they had to rewrite things. Oh, and America Chavez apparently was also supposed to first appear in Spider-Man, which is like kind of crazy if you think about how ambitious that movie already was. And that's what I was saying about COVID affected all of these movies, because it feels like even with Spider-Man, as much as the movie's like, you know, very fun and everything, it feels um, it feels very held back by the filmmaking like the actual ambitious stuff like the three spider-men and the story and stuff is still there but the the filmmaking stuff you could see behind the scenes that they had to hold some things back due to covid and it feels like the same thing happened with this movie where it was like they had this ambitious plan to do all this cool stuff and then covid hit and they're like well great well, we still have to film it and get it out so i don't know it's just hard to it's hard to say really and that's why, that, that's why to me, I was like, man, this does feel like a TV thing. And it felt, and, and so what you're saying about connectivity, it makes me wonder if the next Captain America movie is going to be like, as if Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't happen, because you can just watch Endgame and see him get the shield and then. That would Captain suck. America. Yeah. I would, yeah, hate, that. That. I would hate for that to you happen, know, but. <laughs> I, I, I can it. totally see that they will do that yeah yeah they'll like reference the show but they won't outright like like for example u.s agent could just be a guy that shows up like they don't have to go through his whole arc again. isaiah bradley could be just the yeah. old man oh. in the chair yeah yeah <laughs> so we'll have to see because they also set up patriot in that show and that's the thing about this they movie did. what about billy and tommy i thought they were gonna set up wicked and speed and it doesn't feel that way anymore. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. But then they also su were supposed to set up America, but now she's training with the, whatever they're which called, I forget. Weird yes. Which is of Mystic Arts. Yeah. She's, yeah. Not, yeah. she's at Kamrataj, which is a weird yes. decision. Weird, yes. weird, weird decision. <laughs> Sorry, I, saw that I at need the, to <laughs> No, I, I saw that at the end, and I was like, okay, I don't think she was a sorcerer in the comics. It just didn't no, make... Didn't make sense. My, my brother actually says said, "Why wasn't Ned there in the in the last movie? He was supposed oh to god. make, you know, he he made <laughs> thingies. Why wasn't he there?" <laughs> oh my god, that would have been great. That would have been so, such a great cameo. I, I want to talk trash real quick about this. Is like okay, I don't hate this necessarily. I just think it's a bad decision. But for whatever reason, Marvel has decided to change all of their characters' power sets so that they fit into the expectations of the MCU. And in a way that's kind of like, it, it's made the characters less unique. And that's the problem. Like, for example, and they, they dumped this already. They were trying to make Spider-Man more of a STEM character, like more Iron Man-esque to replace Iron Man. And people did not like that. So they changed him to make him more poor, self-made man in the new Spider-Man. Uh, well, at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. And then you have, um, uh, Moon Knight, who traditionally in the comics, it's like very vague whether or not he has powers, but he's more of like a Batman character. But here in the new show, they have him like Conchu 
fighting a kaiju battle and then and then um moon knight having all these powers and then with america she's only supposed to have these multiverse powers and now they're teaching her sorcery and oh and shang chi as well shang chi does not have powers either so they gave him the 10 rings and kevin feige i remember when they asked him about that so like how's shang chi gonna fit in he's like oh by the end of this movie his power set will make sense or like his power level or whatever so it's like why do they feel the need to make these ground level heroes or like other oh another one that hasn't happened yet miss marvel they changed her powers which is like her entire thing is her powers so i just don't understand the logic because it's like they want all their characters to feel larger than life now which ironically is dc's thing and then what marvel's been doing so well over these past few years is finding a way to make their characters feel like they could exist in our universe and even though they've gotten crazier recently I feel like they're going crazier on some characters that don't deserve it necessarily. But I guess that's my larger point. So it, we'll have to wait and see, but it does feel very strange that they're changing some of these characters fundamentally, like Miss America. That's a good point because, you know, you have Miss Marvel. She has the same power set to Reed Richards, actually, who we see okay. in this film. And we'll actually talk about him in a little bit. But we, we got to discuss America Chavez more because Iris, she I'm ready to go off. Yeah, she's ready to go off. <laughs> go I just, just want to say something really quick about yes. America Chavez is that I thought she was uh, pretty hilarious. And I thought it was so – I wanted to count how many times she screamed because I saw this film twice. Yes. So – the first time I noticed her screaming so much where I was like, okay, but before I go to my second viewing, I should have count. I should have counted her out how many times she screamed because I feel like she screamed so much, but my, I don't know if it's a hot take per se, but I do wish I would have been able to read the script of America Chavez interacting with Peter Parker, because I think it would have been pretty hilarious seeing her interact with that side of the world. I don't know how it would have actually worked though. So I think this actually ended up working better for her. But in the end, I felt like she was just kind of this plot device character because she kind of makes the movie move along. And she's kind of our like exposition expert. Because she kind of explains like multiverse logic. Like if you dream at night, that's a view into your greater, you know, variance throughout the multiverse but I, I need to hear what Iris has to say because I know Iris is a big fan of the Young Avengers and all these other comic book characters. So I need to hear Iris's take on America <laughs> Chavez. And now, and now you talked me up way too much because I'm yes. not that like I, I, knowledgeable. I'm just <laughs> I've been reading about America, and when I I was so excited for her to finally be in the MCU because she's so cool and badass. And then when I saw her, I was like excuse my French, but what the f <laughs> I, honestly, first of all, the fact that she can't control her powers, that's complete BS. Um, because she's from basically the Marvel version of, I always don't know how to pronounce this, Themis Themyscira? Themis yeah, Themyscira. Yeah, the planet Wonder Woman is from. Because where she's from, everyone's female, so she has two moms, obviously. Also, the fact that her moms were killed by her portal, bullshit. <laughs> Uh, her moms in the comics, they died sacrificing themselves so America could portal away because their planet was getting destroyed. Oh, so and she's like, I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah. That's Superman. That's Superman. Yeah. That's <laughs> I was like, dude, why would you not put that in the movie? Why would you? And then 
she's basically, my friends mentioned this too. She's basically just used as a plot device because she has the, like, if you, if you replace her with say an end table that has these powers, it would be the same exact thing. Like Doctor Strange is carrying around a table. (laughs) But I thought she was funny though. She you was know, funny. She yeah. had her. She I had her she moments. Potential. I think she, she has. has great she potential. has potential. I'm just mad about her non-characterization because oh. she barely got any character mm-hmm. moments. The only thing we saw was her history, which isn't even her history. I don't know why they changed that. Um, and then I know that she's younger than she's supposed to be in the comics. I think. I think this America is just a tad younger. But the fact that in the end it was also like she was laying on the, the the thing and Wanda was getting ready to like extract her powers. And then Dr. Strange was like, you just have to believe in yourself. I, <laughs> I just wanted to scream because I was like, really? That's what it took? The whole movie, she's like, I can't control my powers. I don't know how to do it. And now suddenly all Indeed. she needs to hear is a guy telling her, it's okay, you just got to believe in yourself. <laughs> I That moment though, I actually did... I actually kind of liked that moment though, just because we saw Dr. Strange in No Way Home totally botch his relationship with Peter Parker, that it was actually redemption for him. So he actually had a good relationship with a younger hero for once because he treats Peter Parker not that great in No Way Home. And yes, Peter yeah, Parker is pretty stupid in No Way Home. I'm not going to lie. He's <laughs> that's pretty true. dumb because he's like, oh, I didn't even ask if they would look at the admissions. And Dr. Strange is like, what? You didn't like. So there is. You know, it goes both ways in No Way Homes, but I do think in the back of Doctor Strange's mind, he was thinking like, hey, I screwed it up with Peter, even though he probably doesn't know Peter's name anymore. That's a whole nother thing. But he probably was thinking, I'm not going to screw it up with this America girl. I'm going to be Well, and it's also because other versions of him have screwed her over. So he was like, I don't want to be like them. So I guess in that way, it makes sense. It just... Her characterization in this movie felt off, and I wish they would have done more with her other than just her being the the thing that they wanted because she has these powers. I know. So, um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry about that. I know Zochi Gomez, who plays uh, America, said in an interview that this version of America would be a younger, slightly less confident you know, she would show some leadership qualities before she ends up like leading a team. So she kind of teased that this was like a pre-introduction to the actual character so i think her next appearance she'll be way more elevated and all that so it'll be interesting to see when that finally happens when we get more america chavez and see the change from what happened in this film to the next film yeah i just really hope they don't make her a mystic arts person because that's just not what and who she is so that would like giovanni said why they're changing these powers around it makes no sense but yeah i think they just did that just so you know you know wong and some of these people could take care of her because she is a she's gonna have a pretty big target on her back because that power could in it could damage the entire multiverse like the whole plot of the film where i think that's why at camertage they're they're gonna try to protect her keep her there because you can't just have her roaming in the streets and stuff because you never know who she might come across that could you know take that power like a dr doom or a kang or you know i mean young avengers and king they have a history they have a thing that goes on so That's that's where I'm going to come in and say that you both brought up excellent points, and I'm going to take this from a writer's perspective. 
And because it, everything, if you think about all your points added up, they make sense because they wanted to do three things. They wanted to have the multiverse traveling make sense in the movie. They wanted to introduce Miss America and they wanted to have Wanda seek that power. So how do you achieve all three things at the same time? Well, the, the easiest way is Miss America, make her the plot device. And then two, have her be inexperienced so that Doctor Strange can have a character arc, like Zach was saying, with her, because he's like he feels like he has to protect her by making the plot device a person instead of a thing. It gives him more of a motivation and makes him look more like a hero than if it was just a generic plot device. And then by making her younger and inexperienced, it makes it more easy to explain why she would need protection at all in the first place. And it does feel like they're going to do the thing that they've been doing where, oh, the character is going to grow into the one that you know. But in changing her backstory to fit the narrative, because the whole point of changing the backstory is to show that she can't control the power instead of like literally any of the rest of the backstory. So if you think about all those things added together and from a writer's perspective, it all makes sense. It's just not like, it just makes America less interesting than she could be. Yeah, but I, I I, say, it makes sense that what you're saying, I'm just, I wish they would have given her more exactly. of a personality. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like it, it makes sense. They could have done it. Just give her a little more oomph, you know, like yes. her, her personality is she likes pizza and she likes the pizza balls from pizza Papa, which exactly. should be in Avengers yeah. campus. If they're not in Avengers they campus, be. then they fail. They fail. They fail at this. You know very I mean? true. Cause they looked so good and yeah. I wanted yeah. them. <laughs> So yeah, Sochi Gomez did a really good job. Although, okay, so now I have to I have to point this out because I'll feel wrong if I don't. I feel like Michael Waldron, um, Google translated the lines in Spanish and threw in a couple of slang words, or she did, because well, for one, her Spanish is okay. It wasn't that good, but it wasn't bad either. But the lines had so much bad grammar. I was like, I was going to chew myself. I was like, please, this is... You speak Spanish, right, Giovanni? Yes. Yeah, so I was, was like, going to say... I was wrong like, I Spanish. I don't yeah. speak Spanish, so I was like, yeah, this sounds this sounds about right, but... Yeah, like, she says a really funny line to Doctor Strange, but it almost didn't land for me because she was speaking it so awkwardly, but she said something like, este way no habla español, and I was like, oh, that's funny, but the way she said it was so, like, broken that i was like like, like like she's supposed to be bilingual so like yeah yeah that was uh, that was something they at least did right by having um the flashback scene her mother's only speaks spanish i was like good because feel wrong the other way and agreed that's like that's like having um freaking harrow and moon knight speak broken mandarin too which is like what <laughs> but it's not her fault it's a thing in in Hollywood where they like they they hire these Latin American actors but not all of them speak perfect Spanish which is totally justifiable it's totally fine if they're from here then that's fine it's just noticeable that they don't get any sort of voice training they should get a language coach or something like yeah, even for yeah. a few hours it, it'll help mm -hmm. so I'm and it was only a few lines too so it's like eh whatever it's not that bad it's just funny i was like bro even benedict cumberbatch i think did a better job with his spanish for like that one line he says at the beginning of the movie which by the way i actually really like benedict cumberbatch's performance especially the fact that he has to play himself like 
three or four separate different ways. He's he's one of the best actors of our generation. You know, I think that's something that people gloss over when people want to rip on the MCU. It's like this man just came off of doing Power of the Dog and he fits into Doctor Strange so well. Like he was almost born to play this character. I mean, he does it so well, but there is one thing I wanted to bring up again about America Chavez before we move on is that the flashback scene with her moms was the scene that, you know, China and Saudi Arabia and I forget what other countries came to Marvel and was like, please cut this so we can play your film. And Marvel was like, no, it's 12 seconds. No, we're not going to do that. And it just shows you that like that was such a minor scene, but some of these countries are so stuck in their um, bad ways where they wouldn't even let this film play there because of a short scene like that. And I know like and it's, China. It's not even like they showed anything gay related no. she just has no. two there's just two female figures and she refers mm-hmm. to them as mom as mother yes which yep. like in the only I mean, thing, woman wasn't banned right in, yeah and, and, and that's bizarre. Is all women yeah yeah i know in america on her jacket does have a uh, gay pride pin but like i don't think everyone would pick that up unless you were like focusing in on and also, unless and if you don't know that flag, like in some of those countries, I don't think they would pick up on it. No, some would just be like, oh, it's a rainbow, you know, just stuff like that. But it is funny because the MCU has a, or Marvel Studios specifically, has a really interesting relationship with China right now. And Sony has an interesting relationship with China because in No Way Home, uh, China requested that they remove the Statue of, Li- Statue of Liberty and Captain America's shield from the final act in Marvel and Sony are like, no, that's like the entire third act. We're not doing it. So like, it's been really, really interesting requests here. So, you know, it'll be, that's a under, like under the neat, underneath storyline to follow with some of these films is, will there be another Marvel movie that ever gets into China? Because of just like, you know, probably their demands. Not. Yeah, probably not. I don't, I don't see it happening. But I, I think it's time to discuss probably one of the most talked about aspects of this film. It's something I've seen. It's, it's another divisive topic. And I've seen so many different takes on it. And I'm curious to hear what Giovanni and Iris have to say. But Wanda. She's the Scarlet Witch now, and she kind of she she turns heel. She's kind of a she is a villain in this film. You know, she makes that turn. She wants to reunite with Billy and Tommy. What were your feelings going through your mind when you saw this like play out in real time? Because I have my thoughts. I'll share with you pretty soon. But I just want to hear both of your thoughts on this. Mike's really liked it, <laughs> especially Elizabeth Olsen. Because of how good she is in the role, she sells, like, how broken Wanda is completely. And some people feel like that's a disservice to the end of WandaVision, but I was like, I'm not so sure. Like, some other people are mad that, ah, the Darkhold, the corrupting thing is a cliche. I'm like, okay, but what about the, like, a thousand other Marvel cliches you've never complained about before? Like, get put in your place. But anyways, what I'm saying is it feels like, because she nailed it in the movie and because you see like that the the events of wandavision were not i mean she even tells uh or, or dr strange tries to be like oh you let the people of westview free like you did the right thing in the end well how would that make you feel <laughs> like if you find out that you're like this like a, a psycho and you couldn't control that stuff i don't think you'd feel okay so 
I think like her her mindset is definitely still broken and like you don't just magically heal after an experience like that so it's like someone pointed out the movie um could have gone the cheesy way at the end and made Doctor Strange Sorcerer Supreme because oh you did so much Doctor Strange but they don't they stick to their guns and keep Wong as uh Sorcerer Supreme so they do dodge some easy things that you can do in movies they could have easily just hand waved away the fact that she enslaved an entire town but instead they spend this entire movie seeing that she does not feel justified and now she's just justifying her even worse actions because she's so far gone and the dark hold only excels that only makes it worse and then obviously right at the end you see she turns heel again because she sees how much wrong she's doing like she visually sees it i mean strange even asks her what happens to the wander from the other universe and she doesn't want to really answer so it's like i'm not a monster i'm a mother she doesn't yeah, want to I, think about it <laughs> yeah yeah so i actually dug what they did with her and i'm interested to see how they kind of fit her into the wider mcu in the future yes i agree with what you said i absolutely loved it um, she was the villain, but somehow I was still sympathizing with her. I was still exactly. kind of rooting for her. Like, I was like, let her be with her kids. It's fine. But I know that's bad. It's also because I really like Wanda as a character. So that's, she's, she's my favorite Avenger. That's probably why. But yeah, no, I was still like sympathizing with her, kind of rooting for her. And in the end, I was like, you know, we'll see her again. She's not really, spoiler alert. She's not really dead. Yeah, no, of course not. We didn't we didn't see her die. There was a little poof. She's gone. Yeah, she's no, not dead. She definitely teleported or something. Exactly. You know. Like she'll be back. And I loved her performance, Elizabeth Olsen's. She's just so great. Good. So good. Um, I I don't want to say perfect because I I I'm not still not okay with them not casting a Romani Jewish person for the twins. But that is true. That's not the topic for right now. Elizabeth Olsen did a great job. And I really liked villain Wanda, and it made a lot of sense that she was so off the rails, just laser-focused on getting her kids and being with them. The one thing I wish I would have saw was a little bit of vision. Like, I missed that in there. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if it's because of Paul Bettany. And they were just like, we can't have another Maybe. A-lister in here. Maybe. But even if you just, like, have the back of his head or something, I don't know. <laughs> or in, I like, also... one of the family pictures in the yeah. house. like. Yeah, I agree. I was like, where's my boy? That's a great point because when I was watching this film, I noticed those pictures and I was like, okay, I'm so confused right now because it seems like Wanda is a single mom in every other universe. So why can't Wanda of this universe just like find a natural way to get Billy and Tommy here? Because I mean, it felt like every other universe, I'm like, I didn't see any vision. I didn't see any like you know, I mean, technically, Vision yeah. didn't have anything to do with the twins being born. So, <laughs> well, no, but like, you know what I mean? Like, there was no like, uh, you know, it was just them. So it was like just kind of like, yeah, there so, was no father figure, you know, and they did call him dad in WandaVision. So, like, yeah. yeah, that makes me wonder because okay, and we're gonna talk about this a lot too with the Illuminati, but they they seem to be making these multiverses a lot of them at least based off of the MCU timeline. Same thing in Loki, because in Loki, all the other Lokis that, well, specifically old man Loki, he's like, oh, when we fought Thanos, or when I fought Thanos, I turned into a rock, which is like a fan theory or whatever. So he turned into debris, and it was so convincing that I survived and floated in outer space and blah, 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 whatever. 
And so like uh with with this movie they showed Infinity War essentially but from different angles. And so I guess it's implied that this Wanda went on to have kids post vision dying. I guess is what they're saying. So it's like and that's the problem with labeling this universe 616. I okay People are only just now noticing that because they made it so blatant in this movie. But it was in Spider-Man too, right? Yes, and it was also yeah. in Loki. In Loki, was it? When he's watching, yes, when he's watching his uh, tape of memories. <gasps> it says six one six. Yes, people freeze framed it and it said six one six. It's like it feels. But that's like, not what this is. Exactly, it feels like they're doing an adaptation of six one six instead of just going with but the comic books. Yeah, I don't. Part of the I don't like it. I don't like yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that's a dumb idea. They literally all they had to do is change the number, and it wouldn't be an issue. Because in the comics, it was labeled what one nine 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 nine, like. Oh, it's nine nine one nine one five nine. <laughs> something yeah, like that, right? So it's like it. a really far off universe. So it's like if they had just said that, there wouldn't be any of these issues. But now it feels like they're appropriating that number because of how important it is in the They're taking away the work of the comic creators. Yeah, it just feels dumb. Yeah, Feige is being like, nope, mine is the main time stream. Yeah, we are. I mean, there's a reason why in the comics they had to rewrite Fantastic Four to make them not interesting because they they didn't own them. And so they were like, oh, well, Fox isn't going to make them interesting. And then they made up the Inhumans because they were like, oh, well, if we can't have mutants, well, then screw you, we'll make our own mutants. And now that the Inhumans are like actually popular, they're like, crap, what do we do with them? So now you have them changing this Marvel's powers, because it's dumb, and then the only Inhuman who's now canon to the MCU dies. So it's like, I want to see more of them, especially so, him. This was a perfect segue. So thank you both for making this such a perfect segue that you know we were talking about 616 versus the 159 universe but we have to discuss the illuminati what were your thoughts when you saw this lineup when you were there in your movie theater chair and you saw this unravel before your eyes what what was the reaction it's like it's john krasinski <laughs> that was my first thought yeah yeah, that was actually the only cameo that got like, well, no, Captain Carter also got a reaction, but there was like a big audible gasp in my theater whenever John Krasinski showed up and they said, the smartest man on the planet, Reed Richards. I was like, yo, like, here's the thing. I had that spoiled to me on social oh, no, media. No, no. <laughs> so I was already like waiting for it, but it was still a really cool reveal. And it felt like, I don't know, it's... That's why I'm worried that they're not going to use him again, and this was just fan service because of the multiverse. But I really, really hope they. I make hope John they Krasinski do. He's so main. perfect. He's so perfect. And then, and then Black Bolt. Oh my God! Like I'm telling you, the Inhumans. I feel like okay. I may be completely wrong, but I have a conspiracy theory that the reason they threw him in here is to see how audiences would react to him and see if they would like him to see if they should continue doing Inhumans because. They did him so perfectly. His suit, perfect. His power set, perfect. His performance, oh, so good. The whole mute thing. And then his death, disgusting. I love it. His I, death I just, was like, so good. I audibly I like, gasped. What mouth? What, what mouth? mouth? <laughs> I was like, please give me more of this. Like, this is a cool character. Like, 
they need to keep the inhumans around somehow. So I haven't seen oh or God. heard anything about inhumans because I suck. Uh, but <laughs> I've heard from other people that it's not that good. So I'm Oh no, no, the the the, the show was awesome, but I'm well, talking about like in, comics. And that's yeah. where that's the greatest point of all of this is that the guy who plays Black Bolt, Anson Mount, he was from that it's ABC series. Yes. That, yeah, he was. That series got killed critically. I watched it all. I didn't like it, but he was a standout in that series. He was really, really good. <laughs> so I love that they brought him in and had him basically gave him a do-over and he knocked it out of the park in my opinion. Oh yeah, and, he was awesome. And, yeah, he killed it. And I think in this, I'm just throwing out another take quake. I think he's actually going to show up in Miss Marvel. The same guy Ooh. from our universe. Wow. I think that he's going to show up because he's the, the Terrigen Mist and the Inhumans, I think he's going to actually show up. And so, you know, oh, sorry to rain on your parade. As much as I wish that was true, the way they're changing her powers does not involve being humans whatsoever. And that's ooh, what's so controversial. Ooh. People are so mad about I that. I thought it was just I, the stretching. I thought it was just the stretching. They're changing oh, her power wow. set entirely. Like she, oh, not only painful. does or she not why? do the stretching. She she doesn't get her powers through Terrigen Mist anymore. Ooh. So it's like, no. <laughs> That's why I was saying it feels like they're testing the waters by having him back to see if people do want them because I thought he was amazing. So I was like, please, please. That's such a cool power. Like, you cannot waste that. Same with Miss Marvel. So I don't know. We'll have to see. But, ugh. That's why I'm saying, why are you changing power sets when you were doing it so perfectly before? Like, there's no reason to do it. So we'll have to wait and see, I guess. But, but yeah, um, I would love to see Black Bolt in something else. I just, Anson did such a good job. He was, I mean, he literally is only in the movie for like two minutes. And, and that was enough to leave an impression on me. And then John Krasinski has been a fan cast since forever. So it was always. <laughs> he was so good. Yeah. I loved his read. Thought he. Yeah. And obviously we have to talk about the other members too. Yeah. I thought Maria Rambo, Captain Marvel was awesome. That was good. And yeah. seeing Captain Carter in live action was awesome. Dude, and Captain Carter in live action. And I lo if Elizabeth oh. listens to the podcast, I know she'll go wild because Haley Atwell is a dream and her as Captain Carter is everything I wanted. Yeah. Period. <laughs> she can do this all day. And then die. I yes, popped for that line so hard when she said, Me I can too. do this all day and she spit. I, I was like, oh. dude, when she, when she, I was saying it with her because I just knew it was coming. And my friend was just like, why are you doing this? Why are you like this? Because Dutch people don't really talk, like, we don't really react to stuff. Oh so God. that really sucks because I was there in the theater, like, oh my gosh. and then everyone around me was just like, you can't see my <laughs> face on the podcast, but it's blank. <laughs> and I think the most important member or one of the most important members was Professor Charles Xavier, which yes. I, I, you mean I wanna... Steve Jobs? Oh, <laughs> Iris. <Sorry. laughs> Iris, you're breaking my heart. No. I'm kidding. I just, oh when he walked into Wanda's mind wearing that outfit, yes, out, I literally yes. said, wow, I didn't know Steve Jobs was I, in this movie. I think what interested me, though, the most was when Mordo introduces Professor Charles Xavier. He doesn't even say leader of the X-Men or leader of the mutants or anything. So I thought that was a little... You know, in my head, it was like, red flag, red flag, red flag. Well, you know. maybe in that universe, he isn't. That's true. Okay, you yeah. call me Still, down. Still, though, there are a couple of points to make there because this is like 
very blatant in the movie. He floats around in a big yellow chair and they played the X-Men cartoon theme. So it's like, they did <laughs> a variant of that Professor X or is it actually him? Because if they're doing this reboot in X-Men 97, you can't have a dead Professor X, you know? So yeah, that found that really interesting and really like, hmm. So that's, that. I don't know. Uh, the fact that they're not saying X-Men or Mutant feels like, because they're still not sure what to call them. Because I know Feige's only mentioned them occasionally, and he's called them mutants. And it's like, I don't know if they're going to call them, like, X people. They're the X-Men. Yeah, yeah X-Force, which is the Deadpool thing. Mm. So it's like, X it, it really? Just call them X-Men. Just call don't them X-Men. That's this. what they've always been. They've overthink always been this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, exactly. I think, it's not that hard. I think <laughs> like, if they overthink this, because, like, you know... Just don't overthink it. They're the X-Men because yeah. I think if you – I feel like if you put two film options in front of people, if you said, hey, do you mm-hmm. want to go see Marvel Studios X-Men or Marvel Studios Mutants, I think most people would be like, okay, let's see the first one. Well, and, and the like, Mutants thing would yeah. be more related to New Mutants, which flopped. So people were like, nah. Blech. That's right. <laughs> nope. That's but, the thing. They yeah. have part-times ahead of them, but I will say – I do find it strange and kind of cool at the same time that Patrick Stewart said he was done playing this character five years ago. Then he came back and now he's saying the opposite that he's not done, which is like, whoa, total Mark Hamill Joker situation. He did the same thing. So I don't know. I don't know. That's I'm excited, but also like confused. <laughs> I do hope our main timeline, um, Professor Charles Xavier is Giancarlo Esposito though. I don't want Yo. I don't want Patrick Stewart cool. as the main. I want. Yeah, no, I'm I want done John with Carlo that. I as it. Love Patrick Stewart. Love your work, but <laughs> it, it's kind of over. Yeah, he's he's too old now too. I would feel bad. Like I don't know I, I, if it was more like me, grandfathered X at that yeah, point. Yeah, I would keep James McAvoy because he's old enough now to where he just he can just be like a middle aged Professor X. They don't need the super old one just yet, and. And in I fact, really like of, James McAvoy, yeah. too. He did a good Professor X. Like, all of those actors did good good versions of the characters. Like, I really liked, well, all of them. I can't really, I can't really pick, like, one. But, oh, you know which one I, I loved? And I, it feels weird that they still haven't addressed this. Um, my boy Quicksilver from the X-Men movies. Yes, yes. I thought he might so have showed up in this one, too, because I yeah. was like, well, if it's a multiverse there thing. no Quicksilver either, on top of thought there being no everyone vision. was going to, you know? Uh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. But especially since he's Quicksilver in X-Men, and then he showed up as Quicksilver in WandaVision, but they totally yes. played that off as a stupid, like, coincidence. Like, yeah. But one, Give me more. one more thing on Professor X and this just shows you how my expectations for this film might have been might have been just way too high in the end was when he went into Wanda's mind and there was a door and stuff. I for sure thought he was going to open the door and it was going to be Magneto on the other side. I oh, did. I hoped Magneto was going to show up. I thought that alas. was going to be the big reveal. I thought he because was going Magneto to be... is Wanda's dad in the exactly. comics. So that's right. That's right. Missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. But we already saw Wanda's parents in WandaVision, so I guess. Yeah, the parents. <laughs> Sokovia. She came from nothing. She's a witch, not a mutant. Exactly. 
Yes. <laughs> I also, another part in that Illuminati scene that popped me a bit, even though after the fact I learned it might have not been what I thought it was, was when they introduce John Krasinski as Reed Richards, the world's smartest man. Dr. Strange is a smart aleck. And he goes, didn't you guys chart in the 60s? And at first, I got super excited because I was like, wait, does that mean in our main MCU timeline, does that mean our Fantastic Four was around during the 60s and they might have interacted with the Howard Starks and the Peggy Carters and the um, Hank Pins, oh the God. Janet Van Dynes, the I would have been so cool though. Ten Rings or something, you know, all that. But then, you know, after the fact, I learned that it might have been just a reference to a old 60s band called the Fantastic Four, which actually charred it in the 60s but i do oh, hope that would make more sense but i do hope that for this mcu main timeline that the reason why we haven't seen the fantastic four was that they went into the quantum realm during the 60s or something and then they come back out post everything and it's like a man out of All time it's like a captain maybe America. maybe the fantastic four the band was their front as their regular people oh thing. my god <laughs> oh that would have been crazy. This is why we need them to keep going with this Fantastic Four. Exactly. It raises more questions and excitement. Like, where's Doctor Doom? Where's this? Where's that? So it's like, please, I know John Watts just left the project. Well, Doctor Doom can also show up in a future Young Avengers thing. So that's, that's true. That's you know, true. I think Watts left this project, though, to make room for Krasinski in the director's chair. Yo, yo, stop. Dude, stop. I hope so. Yo, that would be I did not awesome. even consider that. Oh my, that is such a great choice. Him forcing his wife to play a superhero would be funny too. <laughs> dude, dude, I would go mental if she would play someone. That would be awesome. Because she's been fan cast as Invisible Woman. So yes. it's perfect. Uh, it would be so like, great. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, another fan cast who's now officially a character, was Charlie's Throne. So yes, yeah. there yep. you go. There yep. you go. Which I have to be real, I didn't know who she was. <laughs> because It was quick. It was a quick. No, no, I, I, knew, I knew it was Charlize Theron. I didn't know the character. who she was. Yes, yeah. I didn't know the character. But still, I, I knew the actress. Scene, though. That was such a quick scene that I feel like everyone was like, wait, what? It raises a lot of questions because one thing we haven't talked about necessarily is the multiverse stuff itself. Although before we get to that, I do want to mention that I I was surprised by the violence in this movie. Um, literally from the yes. first 10 minutes, Gargantos getting his eye ripped Dude, out of his yeah. pocket. <laughs> I was like, bruh, like, they're really doing this? And then... And then getting Captain Carter cut in half, and then you see her shield covered in meat yes. and blood. I was like, yes. yo. It was so good. Black Bolt, I was like, yo. Black Bolt exploding, was it was so good. It was yes. so good. Which like, More of this, please. Which yes. death traumatized you guys the most? Like, watching Black Bolt. Black Bolt? <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, I think the ones that might have traumatized me more was Reed Richards getting stretched out like he Oh, he did. got spaghettied. Especially he did, after, he got spaghettied. And just how Wanda does it, it's like, 
oh, do they have a mom? And he goes, yes. And it's like, well, at least they won't be raised alone. That was like, good. That was a good Wanda moment. I was like, dang, girl. You, yeah. In the Professor <laughs> X neck snap, I just, oh, I just, oh, that just made me Yeah, that me was gross. Tall. I was like, that was, oh, just, oh. That makes me feel so sad for him, too. She's so OP. Oh, and then she yeah. crushes Maria Rambo. I was like, bruh. She's crazy. But yeah, all of that leads to the thing about incursions. So clearly the version of Supreme Strange that we see guarding the Darkhold caused one in his universe because of Christine, very similar to the one from What If. And then they have a music battle, which can I just say that's freaking awesome. And Dude, that was so cool. I loved it. I was sitting next to two harpists, my sister and her friend, and they both went nuts. That's for the fact awesome. That was the ultimate winner of the battle. It was You're like, so yes, cool. vindication. Yes. <laughs> so, incursions. Apparently, they come from the Secret Wars comic book storyline. And that's literally what Klee, the Sorceress Supreme, tells Doctor Strange right at the end. She says, there's been an incursion, blah, blah, blah. And it feels like that's a setup for Secret Wars, which is something it feels like they've been setting up this entire time. And this movie especially. Do you two feel bad for um, Wanda of 838? For, you know, she's going to probably feel all the ramifications for killing the entire Illuminati. Like, all those other characters, I mean, I don't really think all those characters are going to just die in vain. So that poor Wanda, who was just minding her business, and she ended up getting dreamwalked into this... I I feel horrendous. I I feel sick to my stomach that, you know, I almost wish we would get a follow-up on those characters and what they would do to exact revenge on the Scarlet Witch or something. I think that would have been a pretty cool moment. But then wouldn't they, wouldn't they know? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Mordo's still alive. That's all I wanted to say. Well, I was just going to say, like, wouldn't they know that it's not her because she was being dreamwalked and they knew that? Well, remember, there was other characters that weren't there, and the Illuminati always meets, like, they don't usually tell other m- people what's going on, and I could see the Mo- Mordo was the only one who survived, and I could see Mordo lying, because that Mordo didn't seem he trustworthy. He so would. I think that, that Scarlet Witch might have some issues coming her way, so I just hope she's strong enough to fight, you know, the surviving members of the Fantastic Four, the X-Men, all the other crazy characters that they might throw at her if they even follow up on that they might just be like hey they'll forget that happened but to me i was like that's a pretty significant moment in that earth's history it's like the deaths of all those people can we also just about that universe oh sorry (laughs) no i i just wanted to say can we touch on the fact that ultron actually became a thing in that universe like he was a bot that actually helped and was like I like security in that building, so. Do you think that implies that, well, knowing the MCU, it's 100% that they implied that Tony Stark came up with it, but it would be cool if it was Hank Pym, the one who actually created in the comics, created this version, and that's why he's not around. He just created these bots for the Illuminati and just, like, lent them out. That would be cool. It's, but I don't think a, they do that. It's an interesting point you brought up that I did think there was going to be a Hank Pym variant or a Iron Man variant as part of the Illuminati. I thought there was going to be more members, actually. 
than what we ended up getting, which it was fine. But I just, you know, I thought there was going to be like an Iron Man because in the comics, obviously you had like, you know, Iron Man, Professor X, Reed Richards, like you had all these. Um, I just don't think Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> was up for a movie. No, I think it would have been a different actor. I think it would have been like a different variant. Like the popular like kind of rumor online was Tom Cruise, which I don't think oh, yeah, was I read ever going to happen. I, no, thank you. But like, you know, I was just curious there because it would have been, you know, it, it, honestly, you know, Marvel projects always bring up Tony Stark, but this one, it didn't feel like they brought up Tony Stark at all. I think that's yeah, something I just noticed true. right now. Yeah, they didn't at all, which is fine, which is what I was going to say earlier. Why does Wanda visit this specific Earth so much? And I thought about it. I'm like, I think it's because it's basically an advanced version of ours. So I think she felt like it was more comfortable going there. Oh, it's the one universe. that was in her dream. So that's the one she could visit. Oh, wait, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That 100% makes sense. <laughs> Yes. So it's fine. It's okay. Because they they really they talk about her being able to use Chavez's power to go anywhere, but she really only visits this specific Wanda over and over and over again. So that makes 100% sense. It's like the perfect life version for her, even though it's clear she still uses her powers. So it's interesting. And we still have a little bit more to talk about, but I want to dive into it right now just so we have the proper amount of time to even discuss it is that this ending is so abrupt with the third eye, you know, after strange, you know, convinces America to use her powers and after Wanda sees that she was, you know, kind of corrupted and that her own kids kind of think she's evil in a way. And she decides to sacrifice the dark, the dark hold in every universe. And, you know, we reach this ending, you know, strange had to use the dark hold in this film to dream walk into this universe to try to stop the Scarlet Witch. And he, you know, the Darkhold exacts a heavy toll. So this ending though is still very abrupt because he's just walking outside. And I expected something else. I expected, you know, whether as a character or something to happen within the sky, because, you know, there's never just a peaceful walk in the MCU. That can't happen. It doesn't you know, exist. They just don't walk. <laughs> the the abrupt ending with that third eye popping out of his head, it caught me off guard. Like, I, I guess, you know, it made sense. But I also felt that, like, a movie with the title Multiverse of Madness, I felt like we were going to get more of a consequence for this universe. And I think we might have in the mid credit scene. But, like, at the ending, I thought there was going to be something crazy. I, yeah, I, I do think... And this is funny that two Marvel things in the exact same week did the same thing where it felt like the real ending was the end credits because he gets the third eye and then there's some time passes and he's clearly used to it now. And then he goes with Klee. So that makes me think that the third eye being a dark hold related thing is just a new power he gets to, to wield or understand at least dark magic judging by the other Doctor Strange. So I think it's why he opens it whenever they're going into clearly the dark dimension. So he, oh, wait. And then um, even though this isn't identical, um, the ancient one in the first Doctor Strange, she doesn't get a third eye when she's using dark magic, but she does get like a little Dormammu symbol thing um, in between her two eyes. So 
I don't know if that's like related because she wasn't using Darkhold power, but that could be the the reason why he gets it. And it it does seem to me like as some people have pointed out that one of the reshoots could have been them getting Charlie's Throne because there were rumors originally that Rachel McAdams was going to be playing Klee. So clearly they changed that. And um, I, I thought Rachel got more to do in this movie than she did in the first one. But she is still kind of just like Strange's motivation rather than like her just own the love character. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, okay, but... I do but like that they good. made her the main, like, researcher yeah. in that other universe. Like, that was pretty cool, but still yeah, just no. the love interest. Still just the love interest, which, yeah, sucks. But it does feel weird that, like, if at some point she was supposed to be Klee, they kind of shafted her by having, you know, another famous actress player instead. So, I don't know, but it does feel like that's what they're going for with the third eye is that strange now has access to dark power which is going to make him similar to the ancient one in a way makes sense and i think the reason why rachel mcadams didn't end up playing that character and charlie Theron did is that i think in this film they want to prove that dr strange is going to finally be over christine palmer that's and that he's gonna like get into a different love interest so i feel like you know it would have been kind of weird if it would have been just a variant of a christine palmer he ends Mm -hmm. up falling in love Mm -hmm. with that would be that would be kind of weird yeah it's it's better he's gonna end up falling in love with charlie Theron, you know so he has that and then you know this last post credit scene my i was take, angry yeah i was angry <laughs> I, I was not happy it was funny but i was not happy because you know once again i come back to when you title something multiverse of madness i'm expecting like two stellar credit scenes and we just didn't get we didn't get that and it's like after this film i came up with like three post credit scenes that are like they're super fan servicey but i think they would have been better so if you want to hear them i can say them out loud i can you know, uh, I, I always want to hear all the theories you yeah can, i want to hear them you, i just you, quickly yeah you can I just bo- like sam raimi stuff so i was like oh sam raimi bruce campbell fun but yeah i also was like whatever it was you can scene. You can vote on them, but here were my three that I thought would have fit as a better post-credit scene, especially after a loaded film like that. One of my ideas was Doctor Strange returns to Earth 616 or whatever our Earth is technically called now and assembles his own version of the Illuminati. I think that would have been a really interesting concept if he would have tried to seek out Professor X and Reed Richards. And even if they didn't show the whole group formed, it would have been an interesting concept. It would have given that tease for the future. Then my other two post-credit scenes, one would be a return to Earth 838 and there was going to be a funeral for all the characters that just died. And then all the other characters of that universe that were still living would have like vowed to get revenge on the Scarlet Witch. So it would have been our first kind of intro into a different universe still. And it could start a storyline in that universe, which would have been interesting to follow, especially with the multiverse going on. And then the third one, it's just because I'm a sucker for this type of thing. It would be Doctor Strange walking down the street of New York City and then the Watcher appears. The Watcher that makes his so live, cool. live oh, action debut, great. and he he Jeffrey Wright or something about something, and I think that would have been a little bit more effective. The Bruce Campbell thing was funny, you know, Pizza Papa. I hope he shows up in Avengers Campus. I hope we get some pizza balls. But I just think when you have a movie of this caliber, you have to approach it like. 
far from home did where you know you had the first jaw dropping mid credit scene and then you still had a good post credit scene with like nick fury yeah i think that's where you know you can't you know if you're gonna do humor too i think deadpool would have worked better here too i get it was a sam raimi thing but it was just there was some a lot of weight behind this film and there was a lot of expectations i just felt like that wasn't the smartest call when you have expectations like that makes me yeah that does make me think that it's still like something like covid or reshoot related you know what i mean because i think you're right i think they probably would have done something more ambitious otherwise because it was kind of like yeah but at some point when do you stop blaming it on covid that's true that's true yeah that's why i'm like i don't know what actually happened because it's like bruh but because because you still get the bruce campbell cameo earlier in the movie anyways and it's just paying off of a joke set up way earlier in the movie and it's like let's make bruce campbell make a funny face because that's like sam raimi's thing so it does feel kind of like okay really (laughs) that's it I, I just, I was really like, did I sit through the credits for this? Did I? <laughs> I wish more MCU directors took the James Gunn approach of where he just did like five post-credit scenes sprinkled throughout the yes. credits. And that, Love that was perfect because it makes the credits fly by, but you also get your mix of comedy and serious post-credits. And I think that's the perfect balance is like you could have your stupid funny post credit scenes but you also can have a couple other scenes that have you know stuff that sets up the future i think that should have been the roadmap going forward but i know you can't do that every single time but that's just my opinion so what if they did the dumb one first and the cooler one last i don't think that would have worked either because yeah that, he that does say it's weird. over so like oh well yeah well yeah. you could have changed it i guess but still it's yeah. like kind of weird because all it made me think of was Spider-Man Homecoming, where they trolled everyone with the Captain America thing. Exactly. exactly. And I think they did this yeah. here, but it was just not as yeah. effective because it's like yeah. with Homecoming, it was Chris Evans. It was Captain America. This is definitely more for in-the-know fans, I would say. That is true. That is true. Because it did yeah, like, feel kind of like... For me, I, a... I should be in the know, but I was also like, Ooh, who's this man? Why are we seeing him again? <laughs> I am... I, I, Dig into me if you want, but I didn't realize he was an Evil Dead <laughs> until, like, my friend told me after the movie. <laughs> yeah, he has to cameo in everything Sam Raimi, so it's like, OMG. Yeah, see, I'm not that in the know. <laughs> was there anything else that you were wishing for that would happen in this film and it just didn't happen? Like, was there any, like, a character or a moment or a certain story beat? Was there something in here that you're like, oh, dang, I really wish they would have done that? Um, I can't really say. I think it would have been cooler to see Mordo rather than hear about him, specifically in the 616 universe, since we only see the 8381. I think it would have been cool to see him, but it wasn't like a deal break or anything. I think more multiverses, like I said earlier, is the only thing I can think of. Like, have them walk around some place. Because, I mean, at the end of the movie, he tells America you've always sent us where we needed to go. I'm like, okay, but like, if she isn't in control of her powers, wouldn't it be cooler to have her mess up a few times and then they go to like places, like even for a few minutes and she's like, the rules here are different. That would have been kind of interesting. So I would have liked liked to see, have seen like touching on that. Uh, I would have liked to have seen 
a like cartoon universe or a drawn universe or like a what if style universe because they already have that style set up in the what if thing so like why not have a universe that's drawn like that would have been very cool because if you think about it that scene where she punches them through for the first time and they're going through all these universes is a repeat of the same scene from the first movie where he gets his astral form pushed out of him by the ancient one and then goes through a bunch of random universes yeah that's true yeah so it's like the same thing but different so it's like why wouldn't you stay in one of them at least just for a little bit you don't have to stay there the whole movie or anything don't make it like loki where you spend an entire episode on a random planet like <laughs> so yeah like just have like little cool little story beats you can do in between them finding the illuminati totally i think that was my biggest gripe is that i just wish we would have slowed down and been in these universes for a bit longer i think selfishly what i wanted to see is i wanted us to stop by the raimi universe i wanted us to see toby i mean it was sam raimi directing this i think it would have been a cool and especially if dr strange sees him again i think it would have been a really interesting would have just been an interesting moment there's a couple others that you know obviously i'm a deadpool fan there's probably others i could cite and list off but at the end of the day i still really enjoyed this movie but i did think they missed the mark on you know just exploring different universes because i don't know when the next film will lend itself to do this you know what i mean i don't know when the next film where you would be like expect it where we could expect characters from the past and different variants popping up Yeah, that's where I just do agree with what you said about the title. Like, they shouldn't have titled it Multiverse of Madness if they're not going to deliver on the title. The title of the movie. Like, I liked when you said, like, The Trials of the Scarlet Witch. That would have been solid. That would have been a good title, and then people would have liked the movie the way it is, I think. I think so, too. Because they wouldn't have expected anything crazy. Exactly. Exactly. And my... My before I ask both of you what you think is going to happen next, my uh choice for the third Doctor Strange movie, the title I came up with just randomly after I saw this the second time, and it's a, it's a mouthful, Doctor Strange in the Incursion, Inversion, Intervention, and my thought process behind it was that all three eyes would form to make the Roman numeral three because it's the third film. Ooh, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, I I like like it. Disney, hire this guy. (laughs) Please, please. I'm I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Me and Iris pitched a TV show on this podcast a couple weeks ago. We we want the call, Feige. Come (laughs) on. Let's go. I like it. I like it a lot. So I hope, you know, maybe Incursion will be in the title of the next one. I don't know if they'll do something that crazy. But where do you think this story goes now? Because I feel like this film left me with more questions than answers. And I also just really, it's, you know, we saw Doctor Strange in the MCU within like just a couple months of each other. It feels like we're not going to see him for a long time now. And that kind of sucks. You know, I think that's the downside of the MCU is you just don't see everyone all the time. You, you have to wait a bit until you see some of these characters again. So what do you think happens now? Do you think, you know, our next time we see Strange is in Doctor Strange 3? Or do you think he's a Disney Plus appearance somewhere? Or I, I'm just open to anything at this rate because I am more confused at the end of this than I was actually coming in. So normally, 
in the past for the first three phases, it would have been an easy answer and it would have been like, Doctor Strange will return in some like Avengers movie or something, right? But at this point, we don't know what they're doing with any of the team ups. Like, are they going to do Midnight Suns? Are they going to do Young Avengers, which feels like they are, but not yet? Are they going to do Avengers again? Are they going to do like literally any group? So it feels like he might appear in his own movie again, like in two years or something, instead of elsewhere. Like, that's the only thing I can think of, unless they rush secret wars which i don't think they will yeah i i agree with you honestly this movie i'm not sure where it's gonna go because there, it felt like there weren't that many consequences to the entire movie so i'm just like well nothing really changed in the main universe so the main timeline so like nothing was really set up to change we just got america so we'll obviously see her again somewhere and we're, we're gonna see dr strange and wong and all them again but like how, what, where, when, why, I don't know. I just know that obviously Strange is going to go with Klee and that's going to do something, but what it is and when and how, I don't know. So I, I honestly don't think I can make any predictions this time because I just, I don't know. Something that no one has really talked about and uh, I mentioned this right after the showing, what about that post credit scene in Shang-Chi with the rings? What what even is that all going to mean? Because Wong was involved. And it's like, wait a minute. We haven't gotten any payoff for that either, which is fine. Because this movie wasn't about that. But like, what? Like, that was clearly more set up for a Shang-Chi sequel than it was anything Doctor Strange related. But it's still interesting that Wong was involved. So it's like, what's going to happen with Wong too? Like, it feels like all these movies recently have had more earth-shattering consequences like Eternals now there's a giant celestial sticking out of the the ocean and and now people well not normal well yeah normal people have seen a celestial because they saw Irisham and then in Spider-Man that one's more self-contained although it does kind of lead to this and I don't know but and it, and it makes Peter Parker like completely different whereas in this all we get is a third eye which we still don't know what that even means so it's like What's going on? Well, I guess we'll all find out in Doctor Strange in the Incursion Inversion Intervention coming in 2026, probably at this rate. Um, Secret Wars, maybe 2028, 2029, who knows? I know, right? Nah, 2030. <laughs> I hope I'm alive long enough just to see how the MCU like keeps going. <laughs> like yeah, That's going to be my motivation. In Imagine life. us yeah. all being like 80 and be like, oh, I remember when I saw the first MCU movie. Now we're oh, all the, God. the freaking <laughs> seventh, eighth uh, <laughs> installment of the MCU and I you're going remember, to take your grandkids to see them and you're like, I remember when Chris Evans was Captain America. I'm 90. I remember when they first came out with those Raimi films, they weren't canon yet. I'm 90 years old and I was like, Kevin Feige never revealed who bought Avengers Tower. <laughs> no! That's all I wanted to know. No! Stop! That's Gosh so good. darn it. <laughs> Oh, that was the other thing. They mentioned the Baxter uh, organization in yeah. the movie. Christine says it. And they I was did, like, yeah. There it is. That's when I knew Reed would show up was like yeah. that moment. I was like, when she said Baxter Foundation, I'm like, ooh, okay. We, 
we know who that is. But before we finish off this podcast, is there just any final thoughts you have on Multiverse of Madness? I feel like we just covered it all in a way. I mean, there's just so yep. much you could say about this film, but is there anything else you want to add or say? What I just thought of is I wish they would have mentioned Spider-Man more, but it makes sense that they didn't because who is spider-man we don't know but also like he did mention the spider-man yes. and then america was like ew <laughs> so i wanted like, to know more about that too i thought the connection between no way home and multiverse of madness wasn't as tight as it could have been agreed. i think it could exactly have been. that was my final thought <laughs> geo what's your final thought give me the third one already or whatever it is they plan for dr strange i just i need more answers <laughs> I think my final thought is that I know they won't be able to do it, but I would love to see Earth 838's version of Infinity War. I think that would have been an amazing Ooh, film to watch yes. with Professor yes. X and the Darkhold, yes. the Book of Ashanti, and just you know all the heroes in that side of the film. I think that would have been an awesome alternate version of Infinity War. I hope that's the What If episode, actually. I, oh, that would be this cool. Upcoming season, I hope. Like, what if this, you know, and it ties directly into this. That would be so cool to see it. I agree. That is really cool. So as we close out, I have an article I'm working on about Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. It should be out relatively soon. I hope to actually write more about this film because there's just so much that went down and there's so much we could continue to break down. But we have a ton of Marvel content on the way. For the Boardwalk Times Podcast Network specifically, we have some interesting things coming up. We have more bonus episodes of this very podcast. We have episodes about unproduced Marvel projects coming up, Fantastic Four, Avengers Campus, and more. So be sure you're subscribing to this podcast and listening along because we're going to have some really cool episodes coming up. And then our next season of Boardwalk Times Multiverse of Marvel will be keeping up with Kamala Khan and it will be our after show for Miss Marvel. I'm so excited for that. And that first episode will air in June. So I can't wait to listen to that and talk about Miss Marvel. And then uh, for the rest of our podcast network, we have more episodes of my podcast, The Zach Perlson Show, more episodes of Composing Culture with Giovanni. This is the Waycast is actually returning to cover Obi-Wan Kenobi. And we have a couple more brand new podcast series that should be debuting in the near future. So it's an exciting time. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and all the other podcasts that I just listed. But for more Marvel content, head over to BoardwalkTimes.net or follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Boardwalk Times. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review.